We are back. Mr. Mark Goodman, Q, what's happening, guys, after this uh, hectic last few hours? How are you guys feeling? Oh, I, you know, wartime, baby. You know, you don't, you don't de-platform Bitcoin magazine. You just don't, you don't do that. Uh, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a humble, lowly contributor, you, you don't do that to my boys and gals. So, yeah, happy to be here. And, uh, yeah, what's going on with you, Q? How are you feeling? Um, my heart rate is still going through the roof, but, um, you know, well, slowly calm down now that, uh, things are back up and operational nutty last three hours to say the least. Smash. Yeah. looks like movies. we're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big shout out to everyone on Twitter. I think the, the, and Instagram, the community uproar is probably what bat- brought this back online. Maybe a few strongly worded emails here and there. Um, we're just about to hit the send button on our appeal. Me and Chris and and uh, our producer Chris, Chris, you can come online too, man. Uh, our producer Chris and Q, we all um, show that pretty face. Wrote, sat down and wrote an, an appeal. We had we had a thousand characters to make our case to get our account back. All of its uh, all the content, all the videos, everything deleted midstream. Unbelievable. Yeah, I I, I want to specifically like I, I'm gonna miss people. But like Eastside Tony, who I know is already back in the chat in the stream, like you were first one pounding the drums. Like, thank you, man. Like, it is not unnoticed. We're so grateful to have you as a follower and tuning in and helping to pound that drum. Mark, you were adamantly making sure everyone under the sun knew what was going on and countless, countless others out there. Thank you. Um, Nate and Matt and all the guys who uh, had me up in the spaces to help just continue to spread that word. Like, that's how this happened is because everyone stood up against just blatant censorship. And I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit more theoretically, but. Yeah. yeah I think, uh, I think for people who are, who are new or just happen to be watching the stream now, uh, I want to talk about with what happened without triggering it again. So <laughs> I'll just, I'll just use the word K. We were talking about a specific, uh, politically charged country that starts with a K and, uh, you know, we're talking about the effects of the the politics and the current news in that country and the effects that they have on Bitcoin mining and um, kind of taking hash rate offline and bringing the hash rate down. And uh, I think we just used a lot of um, algorithmically and politically charged words without saying anything that was uh, controversial. At least I don't believe. Uh, yeah, just reporting the facts and just really talking about hash rate in this country uh, that begins with a, with the letter K. And suddenly our broadcast was just uh, cut off and our, our account was terminated. All of our videos were deleted and we had no access and, and no recourse other than to file a thousand character um, appeal, which we had made such an uproar on Twitter by that time that our account was uh, obviously reinstated. So th- that's what happened. That's, that's how we got into YouTube, YouTube jail. And now we're out, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. I was sitting in uh, you know, hair and makeup uh, getting ready to come on. And then, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I heard the news and saw it happen. Um, didn't seem like to me, like there was anything going on that was, uh, <laughs> certainly not illegal or promoting illegal activity or anything like that. Just some good, uh, you know, well, well articulated, uh, 
Bitcoin content. Um, but um, yeah, these days you can't be too careful with uh, your hashtags and your uh, your incendiary uh, political climates. So um, yeah, definitely definitely a funny little surprise. But um, that just really goes to show you, though, the power of the plebs uh, <laughs> screaming loudly on Twitter. Um, you know, you can get a lot done when you have uh, you know thousands of of angry, passionate. Uh, zealots uh, <laughs> retweeting Pete Rizzo and shit. You know, you'll, you'll 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 get you'll get stuff done. That's for sure. Yeah, I'd say this is like a pretty good reminder um, to you know decentralize your identity, your social media presence. Uh, I, I'd say we'd certainly had a, our our plan in the works, but it wasn't fully operational for a backup place to house all of our video content and streams. So uh, you know, lesson learned there, one hundred percent. And uh, I would encourage everyone to go check out um, Bitcoin TV, go see, uh, I, I'm not sure who else is involved in that project other than Matt Odell. Um, Wiz. It's Odell. Yeah, yeah, Wiz. Yeah, yeah. This is a great small platform that just that just houses um, Bitcoin videos on, on their own servers. So not, there's no way for it to get taken down, really, um, which is great. But this is the importance of running a node. This is the this is the problem with centralized platforms. I mean, it's great. You can reach a whole lot of people, but um, it's the will of one algorithm or one one loose cannon at a at a social media headquarters is gonna, you know, cut off actual news getting out to millions of people. You know, uh, Bitcoin magazine's been a brand serving millions of, of Bitcoiners and, and and crypto enthusiasts and and the market at large for 10 years or so. Um, so, so the fact that we aren't verified in itself is, is outrageous. Uh, maybe, maybe we can put that in our um, case for reparations against YouTube. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was a part of me that was like, did some crazy bill go through? Like did Bitcoin somehow, I mean, good luck, but they somehow make Bitcoin education illegal. Like I wouldn't put it past <laughs> anyone at this point. I mean, good luck, good luck banning Bitcoin, but um, you know, it's so, it's so surprising. I, I think Alex, you posted something of, you know, sure. Yeah. You know, delete our account, but here's, here's four accounts of a fake Michael Saylor giveaway uh, you know, here's, here's all these guys literally getting paid to shill pre-mined, you know, security ICOs. And yet, you know, a Bitcoin only, uh, you know, education platform gets sniped in the middle of a, of a, of a broadcast. It's yeah, it's, it's concerning, but hopefully just some weird algorithmic accident. I mean, it shouldn't happen anyway, but you know, hopefully it wasn't a human decision, you know? Yeah. The very best, um, that we can, determine it, it was just that it was you know i have the script of what i said and if you all want to actually go see you can go click the live stream before this you can go watch the video go go watch it's pretty boring to be honest it's just me talking head talking about um this country talking about bitcoin mining the thumbnail is uh elon and jack i made both of their heads really big at first when we got banned i thought it was because of that i thought they found that offensive or something or some you know what i mean but go 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 check out that thumbnail i mean that uh that video and you can watch up to the second the account got terminated which is actually bravo to youtube for retaining that video you'd you'd think they would have fumbled that one and lost lost all that that hour or so of content but no it's it's there you can watch it just goes black <laughs> silver lining there you know they retained <laughs> I don't even want to repeat the words, but like 
essentially, I definitely believe, and after a conversation with a couple of people on Twitter as well, that this was like entirely algorithmic with a natural language processing algorithm behind the scenes that essentially dinged the fact that we said too many, not even sus words, but just like too many words in too close of a space and it just triggered an auto response on their end. Um, at least I hope that's the case, but at the same time for an algorithm itself to make the decision to absolutely just de-platform an entire channel rather than just nix this video or nix this one bit of content, it's, a, it's an extreme amount of power to give to a computer, in my opinion. I mean, we could test it right now. You know, we could, we could do the, we could do the George Carlin routine where we, uh, you know, we just say all the words. (laughs) No, I'm obviously kidding. I I wouldn't do that. But yeah, no, I agree. Q it's, uh, you know, and you know, I have to say it is, it is, I I can understand the, uh, when you're a platform that that is that big, It, it is, it must be unbelievably difficult to, uh, you know, to, to watch for illegal, actually illegal content with how many millions of users use your platform for sure. But this just really brings up so many of the issues that we have with the internet right now, where, you know, we don't really have a public forum, a public space. That's the same as like going outside into a public park, being able to, you know, stand on a, on a soapbox and actually talk. It's, we, we don't have these, uh, these like true, open public forums and public spaces and these platforms like Twitter or like YouTube, um, Facebook, you know, uh, we use them as if uh, so many people use them as if that is just what the internet is. Um, a lot of people are using devices that might not even have literal browsers and they just use these apps and you're just giving so much control to these centralized, um, you know, the platforms that are literally too big to be, uh, you know, um, watched by humans and so you have these algorithms running amok that are uh, really running the show uh, and that's how you have situations like this happen so yeah it really it really does push the uh the narrative of of um you know decentralization and self-actualization self-hosting uh decentralized you know identifiers and things like that these different structures and mechanisms we can use so that these situations stop happening uh to good people putting out good content trying to help people like i, I you know again you know sort of new new to the team and whatnot but you know i i think i think you guys are one of the few people in this space that's really truly truly uh you know, uh, doing just the Bitcoin only thing at a really, really high level. And it's really disappointing to see so many of these just literal, I mean, I'm sorry, scammers. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of them are literally just scams. Uh, And some of them are people that are getting paid to shill scams, which in in my view is just might as well be a scam. Um, But some of them are literally like using people's you know, likeness and, and saying, Hey, send me a Bitcoin and I'll send you two back. And it's like, well, they, yeah, to be, away. to be transparent about this, like at the moment we were deleted from YouTube. Um, I checked, I did a quick, you know, Bitcoin in the search bar check. And, and among the first 10 results, three of them were fake Michael Saylor giveaways. And how do I know they're fake? It's because Michael Saylor's addressed this multiple times. They were fake MicroStrategy and Michael Saylor giveaways um, that we're offering, like you said, Mark, 
send me one Bitcoin, I send you two in return. Send me two Bitcoin, I send you four in return. You know, they have a list and it looks it looks very clean and professional. But you can see that those accounts have no other no other videos. It takes a minute or two to see that they're a scam. If you're not if you're just rolling onto YouTube, I, I could I could imagine that it's kind of shocking because they have an older tape of Michael Saylor speaking live. And they'll have the the bots spin up these accounts. There's there's always some going every you know all day every day. There's one of these lives going at really weird hours that it wouldn't quite make sense for anyone to be like live like for Michael Saylor in the U.S. But they'll have like twenty six thousand viewers, two thousand you know thousands and thousands of bot viewers, which convinces several thousand real people to join and watch. And I'm sure some of them buy Bitcoin and send it. At that moment, just out of the urgency, just, you know, we've read stories about this, just the, uh, what do they call it? Social engineering, yeah, you know, just out of the urgency of, yeah, yeah, just out of the urgency of the situation and YouTube can't even solve that yet. They're going to allow <laughs> an algorithm to delete one of the only pure play Bitcoin focused accounts in the game. I think between us and pomp, I don't know who else is, is putting out, you know, signal at, at, at this rate, you know what I mean? And like our had, content or hate. And, and, yeah, this happened to Pomp as well. Yeah, and he, he just had it. And also today, like basically at the same time, he had a pretty algorithmically risky guest. Uh, he had Peter McCullough on today to talk about oh, really? literally just the business behind um, the uh, the medical uh, vaccinations. Literally just the business, not, not any of the, the political stuff. Um, no problem, you know, rides right on through, but you say the, the wrong country and kind of uh yeah this is the uh look bitcoin is free speech um whether our our constitution and and our laws and and your nation wherever you're viewing from are going to protect it is another question but bitcoin itself can't be stopped but i would liken this i'm being a little melodramatic on purpose here to attacks that will come to bitcoin later right people will take down bitcoin accounts people will conflate the narrative and tell you things are Bitcoin when in fact they're not. They will lie about what Bitcoin does and what it has the ability to do in order to suppress the price and in order to keep people tethered to USDC and, and, and other you know government forms of money. Um, so I, I mean, I think this is just a strong reminder that uh, you know, get get your education in and get your signal in while you can, because they're they're going to go after Bitcoiners, the people that don't have the people that have an interest, the cantil the cantillon cantillonaires. How do you say it? It's not cantillionaire. That's wrong. I it's like cantillionaires because it sounds <laughs> cool, but I I think it's wrong. I, I'm pretty sure that yeah. it just rolls good. You, it does roll really nice, but you know what I mean. The people close to the money printer. Yeah. You know, I think I think uh, it's not all smooth sailing for Bitcoiners from here on out. Yeah, I mean, this is something that I I've talked about a bunch on Spaces with with some really smart people. That you know, it's not necessarily that. And and actually, I have a a four piece part a four part piece coming out now at the end of the month um, about it's called the fight for Bitcoin. Um, and and one of them kind of gets into the the security uh, regulation coming, and and one of the things that I kind of said in it was like you know we're we're free speech advocates and, and we should be, and so it's not necessarily that we're rooting on government regulation because we want to give government more power or more overreach over these over speech, um, but 
you know, we want to, you know, if we're going to really truly be champions of free speech and that's what we stand up for, then it's not this sort of like toxic maximalist ideology to act as sort of like a decentralized consumer protection team uh, to talk about these, uh, you know, uh, points of failure and, and these centralization cantillion Cantillon, uh, you know, pre-mined coins and situations like that. Um, it's really important that we do that in, in an intellectually honest way while still saying, you know, hey, you're probably going to get wrecked by regulation. That's not necessarily what we're hoping for. Um, we think Bitcoin is, is the better choice regardless of if regulation comes or not. And here's why. And here's why it's in your best interest to do Bitcoin only over all these things. I second time mentioning Pete Rizzo, but he has a wonderful piece in Forbes about sort of the ethical case for Bitcoin maximalism. Um, right. I, I think that that's really true. And it gets into a lot of this free speech stuff where it's like, it sort of is on us as free speech advocates to um, you know properly articulate uh, I call it in, in the piece waters warm maximalism, but to articulate why uh, it's the best choice and not just ad hominem attacks and, and cheap sort of pot shots, but, but, you know, really like intellectually sincere and logically coherent <laughs> uh, arguments. Yeah. I, uh, I wanted to just take a minute to shout out. I see, you know, I want to address some of the people that just showed up due to this. I mean, we definitely have kind of a boosted stream. This is a kind of interesting way to announce our, our live show, which we've been kind of running under the radar the last uh, couple of weeks. But yeah, welcome everyone. Please don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. You know, it means a lot. If we had been a small, a smaller account than we already are, you know, I don't think they would have been... Um, as urgent in uh, solving our, our claim and reinstating our account as they were. So I, you know, every like and subscribe means a lot to us. Um, to be transparent, there were, you know, four or five people who were a little bit worried about their jobs when the account got terminated. Thankfully, uh, our employer is, is, is a humble and, and gracious employer indeed. And, uh, you know, we're all ride or die for Bitcoin. So there's plenty for us to do in this space. But there's a lot of people that, that come together to make this happen, Mark Goodwin included. So, you know, your like and subscribe means a lot. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it, guys. We are going to hold off on giving away Bitcoin for the, today. Um, we want to make sure that's not the reason we were pulled off air, but, um, you know, generally we do like to try to give away some Bitcoin. So maybe, maybe another time, if you like and subscribe and come back, uh, we should be live tomorrow if we're not terminated again at about 1 PM Eastern, uh, ready to, to hit, hit the ground running business as usual. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, getting ready. I was excited to hear Q drops them, uh, some mining stock knowledge some some mara stuff uh, are you saving all that for tomorrow q i mean to be honest we did it i i won't lie like i was like so shook when on the commercial <laughs> break chris is like okay guys we're, we're fully muted we can talk but like emergency youtube is completely down and shut us off like we don't have an account there. yeah <laughs> i uh to give people uh can i give people just a real quick update on what the what, what's happening here do we have the ability to screen? Oh, I don't want to screen share this. I'll just tell you guys what happened. We got uh, an email. Well, first of all, we got terminated midstream without contact. And then if you want to watch the stream up to the point where the account got deleted, go to the last live video that we posted. It's uh, a thumbnail of Elon and Jack Dorsey. 
in our live videos section and you can watch up to the second. And the reason we think it got terminated, we don't know, is because we were talking about a specific country who's having some political unrest and we were saying too many algorithmically buzzwords such as political unrest and um you know, I don't I, I don't want to go and repeat all the words obviously, but in this country which starts with a K, you know, there's a lot going on and we were reporting on it honestly, not really taking any uh brash opinions. We had lawyers look over it. We we weren't saying anything too outrageous, just talking about Bitcoin mining and how the hash rate would be affected by the politics of the country um today and uh mostly we were just suggesting that uh people decentralize and plant their miners in places that are not only politically friendly toward bitcoin today but that will remain so you know five ten years down the line right because you always want to be forward thinking as a business enterprise and you don't want to set up shop somewhere where you're going to have your business impaired by your local jurisdiction um that's all we were talking about and then everything uh just turned off the only thing I will add for, for people who are new who don't know what happened is we got a, we got an email, I don't know, 15 minutes later that said um, our policy says content that encourages illegal activities or incites users to violate YouTube's guidelines is not allowed on YouTube. That, that was the only indication they gave us of what we did wrong. So we just had a nice, uh, you know, guessing game of a couple, couple hours where we made our appeal before we could even make our appeal, you know, the plebs made so much noise on Twitter and, uh, you know, our, our uh, staff sent so many strongly worded emails that our account got reinstated. I don't think that's the usual route, so I wouldn't recommend that if you've been censored on YouTube. But uh, I don't know. I I don't know what the what the critique for YouTube is for this. Maybe like reel in your your uh, algorithm. It has <laughs> really... to be not not to cut you off, Alex, but like. I cannot stress enough to give a computer algorithm that much power to fully deplatform everything we've ever posted all the way back from Bitcoin 2019 video content that we have on our channel, all of the video content from last year's conference, Bitcoin 21, you know, it is, that is an immense amount of power to give to a computer without having a system in place. And maybe they do. Maybe there is a system in place where there is going to also be human touch to it. And that is how this came, came to be, but to fully deplatform something rather than just say, we're shutting this video down. That that's crazy to me. Yeah. And I mean, there's some, you know, some pretty historic uh, <laughs> moments captured on there. Uh, you know, some, some legal tender announcements, you know, Jack Mahler's uh, speech, you got, the Bitcoin city announcement, the bond announcement, things like that. Uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, Bitcoin 2019. I actually, that's how I first heard about Bitcoin magazine. I was in San Francisco and I worked one of the parties. Nice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was party. working at CoinOp at the time and uh, you guys did a big party there. So it was fun. And I, a- I was in the space for a couple of years already, but so I like wanted the shift and whatever, but yeah, it was fun. You raise a good point there. Um, our, you know, this is not some random bitcoin video account um which by no means i don't i don't think that means like we're above the rules but we have yet to be informed what the rules are that we broke as far as i'm aware there weren't any it was just a a mistake but there's so much historic content on this account and um it's kind of like bothersome that like you know a media outlet we 
no one does everything 100% perfectly, but we've, we've been in the game for, for over 10 years. You'd think we'd have a little more respect on the platform where they would turn off the auto-terminate account button and have at least some member of staff review what was happening. Um, because this news is important for millions of people around the world. Maybe not this YouTube termination news, but in general, the message of Bitcoin, Bukele announcing that uh, Bitcoin would be a, a legal tender in El Salvador, Jack Mahler's, you know, heartfelt speech. There's there's all sorts of important historical events for the Bitcoin world, which which does mean they're important contextually to the broader, you know, world population, even if they don't know it yet. Um, that, that that have been captured on this account. So that that, in case you're wondering, is why we're also uh, fired up. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I know I know that there have been some accounts in the past where the way that they utilized YouTube. Uh, with the broadcast feature, you know, when their account got deleted, they didn't have any backups of any other stuff. And there, I know, uh, I know a few filmmakers um, that I went to school with in New England that have lost all of their content from things that got deleted. That they didn't. I mean, that's stupid of them to not have backups. But if you're doing live broadcasts and things like that, often you don't if it's going right to the medium. Um, so yeah, it's just it's a little it's a little worrisome. And and again, just a really good reminder of of, you know, taking literal, you know, sovereignty over your content um, to make sure that you don't accidentally, you know, lose historical documents of, of, of really important moments. Yeah, we should call Matt O'Dell. Um, we should get him on right now or, or very soon. We just had him on, but this is, a, this is a charming example of his broader message, which is, uh, you know, free and open source software and, and Bitcoin and good privacy and practices include, you know, running your own servers and hosting information on your own. Like there's no such thing as a cloud where Bitcoin videos are stored. That's just someone else's computers. So <laughs> as people are rightly pointing out in the comment, um, you know, we do have some responsibility here. We, we, we should find or create better alternatives. And I think Bitcoin TV is, you know, shaping up to be one of the good um, fail safe places to store and, and watch content. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I don't, I, you know, I mean, I follow Matt and, and have had some cool interactions with him, but I, I don't really know those guys super well, but um, Bitcoin TV is definitely something that I'm looking to integrate for my project for the art bank. Um, it's just totally within our ethos of free speech and, and self-sovereignty and, and self-platforming. Um, and again, I think YouTube is a really powerful, you know, platform and it is one of the best and I've used it and, you know, we're using it right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are obviously issues when, uh, the bots and the algos are running the show. Um, and when you lose that human aspect of, uh, you know, governance, um, it can be a good thing in a, in a decentralized consensus, uh, you know, on occasion, um, when you're solving, you know, a sound money problem, but, uh, when you're, uh, <laughs> you know, enacting, uh, censorship, uh, you, 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 you don't really want a, a bot running that unless the bot is saying, yes, anything goes. And then, and then I'm all for it. But, uh, if you're picking out, you know, hot topics and, and, uh, particular buzzwords, um, without any sort of, uh, you know, uh, contextualizing of them, you know, this is how you get situations like this and no, no good. No bueno. I'm going to say something that's like, it relates all back to this, but I, I want to talk a little bit about politics and like the first instance, the first 
major instance, at least, of this, regardless of your political stance, political beliefs. The deplatforming Donald Trump last year opened a can of worms that we have not ever been able to close, nor will we ever be able to. Like, I'll be the first to say, I, I could never vote for the man after what he said about my homeland and my country. That, that is my reason, my reason alone. However, I also don't believe it is right to take away a medium of speech in a country where the first right is free speech, but we've done that now. And we have created these type of platforms where we're giving the power, whether it be to individuals at the companies, the way it is at Twitter, the way it has been, um, I believe it was also Facebook. No, it was Apple. Apple, the internal employees like reached out. Spotify did a, a similar thing with a Joe Rogan podcast when he first came on. Now we have YouTube doing it as well. Regardless of if it is algorithmic or if it is a human touch, like just because someone has a different opinion than you doesn't make your opinion right or wrong. doesn't make you better. And I think we're, we've entered a very dangerous area where it seems as though censorship is becoming normalized. Whereas, and I'm very proud of the Bitcoin community. I'm ecstatic to be a part of it, to see the way the community at large just said, no, we don't stand for this. We, we stand for freedom. We stand for the right of free speech. And regardless of if I agree with you or not, like this person has the right to say and believe what they do. And we should give them that same platform that I have to share those messages as someone who has the exact opposite opinions. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, the interesting question, obviously, this has happened time and time again, like censorship on, on platforms is like, at the end of the day, it's not our platform. So I don't know where the, you know, who the burden lies with there. Um, I would say it's, it's probably on us to make our own decentralized, better alternatives to YouTube. But it is a little weird if you've got the whole world using YouTube as like a Google of video, and you're keeping certain people from viewing, you know, certain facts or, or information and, and stopping people from doing what we were doing, which is just reporting. I don't know how to draw those lines. Uh, it's a bit above my pay grade. I will say, interestingly, that the CEO of YouTube, Susan Wajiki, Wajiki, I don't know if she's Polish or something. Does anyone know how to pronounce that? She's, uh, she's also a member of... Yeah, yeah, the YouTube CEO. She's also a member of the World Economic Forum. So, you know, Bitcoin is, <laughs> goes a long way to uh, basically thumb the nose at their their plans for for re reshaping the world um, in kind of like a centralized, ownershipless hellscape. So, just an interesting correlation there. Not saying it had anything to do with the stream per se, but. Yep. Yeah, I got a, I got a little, uh, a little mug here that, um, you know. What does it say? I, I'm having a hard time reading it. Oh yeah, I can't read that. Ah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it's um, you know, the good old, the good old uh, First Amendment there. Um, oh, I caused it to be blurry by doing that. Let's see. Um, well, maybe it will. <laughs> YouTube, but, uh, YouTube is now blurring Mark Goodwin. Yeah, because he's too he's too toxic a Bitcoiner and freedom of speech advocate. Well, what I was gonna say <laughs> is is uh, I first off, Q, I completely agree. Wow, I'm actually really coming in clear now. Here they go, getting ready for my uh, my rant. Um, I totally <laughs> agree with what you just said about um, the Trumpy platforming. I think it was sort of a uh, a moment that really like 
you know, our, our division and, and this like sort of fake duopoly and polarity sort of just even ripped even further. And I, I think it's a really, a really bad, 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 bad habit to get into for very dangerous reasons for public discourse. Because when you do, I mean, I, there are some people, if, if you're breaking, like free speech doesn't mean you can say anything you want in a way that is harmful. You can't incite violence. Like there are already laws behind the things that you can or can't say um, that isn't just as, you know, broad as like free speech, you can say whatever you want. And those laws are, you know, there's a ton of precedent for, you know, why those there's those discrepancies made in certain contexts, but you know, the, the fallback is, you know, freedom, freedom of speech. And um, what happens is when you create these, these divisions in social media and, and on these discussion discourse platforms is you create like pockets of, of echo chambers that are really dangerous where you don't have people on one side talking to someone on the other side. Um, and then you get, you get these really bad, uh, you know, basically what we have now where you have completely unhinged, uh, you know, uh, bubbles of, on, of the left and completely unhinged bubbles of the right where they don't correlate with each other. And um, this sort of happened sort of infamously. I won't say any words that get us deplatformed, but there was some, uh, you know, political emails that leaked many years ago. And there were people investigating into what people were talking about, these hidden meanings and these things. And there was a Reddit thread or a Reddit community based on that. And when they banned that Reddit community, instead of, instead of you know, uh, it, it, all it did was sort of, you know, make more extreme discourse happen in, in less censored, or, or sorry, less, uh, you know, mitigated uh, discourse platforms, like, uh, you know, on, on image boards or on, you know, vote and kind of like really truly free speech platforms. And so there was no pushback from the other side and it created an echo chamber that exploded out. And that's how we had some of the, you know, this, this QAnon explosion sort of came out of, you know, taking that com that not UQ, taking that, uh, that, that discourse um, away from being in like a, a, a setting that's really represented by, you know, the whole community and the whole world, and instead took it and put it into this little echo chamber. Uh, and it just, you know, exploded into, into what, you know, it exploded into. And so when you create those divisions of discourse, you actually create, you know, dangerous situations rather than, you know, having proper discourse uh, between both sides. I want to say I wanted to bring in take a minute to bring in some of the the com comments in the YouTube chat. Um, it says funny how when progressive lefties have their freedoms taken away, they instantly cry like babies. But when it happens to conservatives, they look the other way. I agree. I just want to reiterate this is a you know a bipartisan or nonpartisan issue. I don't think uh, we're here to debate politics with y'all. We're pretty much single issue voters i'd say we're interested in bitcoin i yeah maybe i take that back i don't think he's a single issue but voter his uh political understanding is is too complex for me but uh you know we're just here to talk about bitcoin and support bitcoin <laughs> and support free speech and so far as uh we can communicate the uh bitcoin message to you guys and uh there's actually no better place to do so than at the Bitcoin 2022 conference, which we need to continue to shamelessly plug while our platform exists and before it's taken away from us. So y'all should use the promo code in the description of this video, YTMAG, to get 21% off your Bitcoin 2022 conference tickets. Who knows? Maybe by that time, 
by Bitcoin 2022, that'll be like the last holdout and the last citadel for Bitcoiners. Maybe it's the last free speech event in the world, but there's certainly going to be a lot of people like and unlike yourselves that'll be there. Um, I think all of us on the stream are 100% going to be there uh, working in some capacity, but I would love to, to meet people who have been chiming in on our, our YouTube videos for a while now. Um, and yeah, you're, you're all invited. Please uh, use that promo code for a discount and uh, come through. Yeah, April 6th to the 9th in uh, Miami. My fellow plebs, the Bitcoin conference is back. Bitcoin 2022, April 6th through the 9th is the ultimate pilgrimage for the Bitcoin ecosystem. The Bitcoin conference is the biggest event in all of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. We're leveling up and making this bigger and better than ever. I'm talking straight to the moon with the four day long festival in the heart of Miami at the Miami Beach Convention Center. This has something for everyone. Whether you're a high-powered Bitcoin entrepreneur, a core developer, or a Bitcoin newbie, Bitcoin 2022 is the ultimate place for you to be with your people and celebrate and learn about the Bitcoin culture. So make sure to go to b.tc forward slash conference to lock in your official tickets and use promo code Satoshi for 10% off. Want more off? Pay in Bitcoin and you'll receive $100 off general admission and $1,000 off whale pass. Those are stackable. So go to b.tc forward slash conference and attend the best conference in Bitcoin history. All right, we're back, guys. Uh, Eastside Tony just asked if we could have some carrot codes. Now, we're going we're gonna to hold off on the carrot codes for today, guys. But uh, hopefully, we'll be back up and running with those tomorrow. Obviously, we need to make some executive decisions about you know why we maybe we can get more clarity by tomorrow about why uh, our account got terminated midstream if it had nothing to do with the carrot codes then we'll continue with the carrot codes if it had something to do with them then we'll adjust and find another platform that allows us to transact in you know the world's soundest money and to uh you know to give away some of that bitcoin um find us on twitch also that's a great alternative platform you can watch the stream on every day um yeah we're on twitch and bitcoin tv for other video specific channels and instagram facebook anywhere anywhere you are basically we are as well he so, said you, 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 you send me a dm and i'll i'll i got you <laughs> just kidding youtube yeah <laughs> what's uh what, what do you think about q Honestly, I'm like half considering saying like I can feel I feel like boosting my Twitter followers. Everyone who follows me, I'll I'll DM you a carrot code, but I got to get that from the carrot team. <laughs> yeah, we can get. I mean, we can get carrot codes, no problem. We just can't give away on the stream. So, and We're it's just this is the easiest. Right now. Yeah, we, we got to play it safe, man. We got the stream back. Let's let's just you know tiptoe to the finish line, and then we'll go back to dunking on everyone. First thing tomorrow morning. So I shouldn't I shouldn't bring up QAnon again. That was a bad idea. No, I am Q. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, we can go back to. I, yeah, I'm surprised actually we didn't get uh, our account suspended earlier. You know, for other other videos, other dunks on um, other powerful people. Nothing, nothing from the algo, but just talking about you know a good old. Um, central asian country and poof like clockwork they take down the account but 
Yeah, when you're when it you're giving when you're giving good advice for uh, you know how how citizens can financially empower themselves under dire situations, that's when the algorithm goes no. But not when you're dunking on you know billionaires or whatever. That that that's fine. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys feeling about this uh, this price action? Can we, can we, you guys want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. I uh, what are we at right now? Forty one. Nah, we was... we we squeaked up to like forty three earlier for like a second, but uh, I think oh, we're no we're uh, we're like forty two and a half, forty six, something like that. Yo, oh. Joe, sign yeah. the damn papers, dude. Yeah, we need Joe to sign the papers. <laughs> Joe, if you're watching this, sign the papers, man. Big- Bitcoin's getting too expensive, bro. Uh, yeah, we need that price to stay low, needless to say, for a little while longer, guys. Max pain, max pain on the Bitcoin price. I want it to go lower. I want it to go to 20K so I can buy a couple more. <laughs> I, I, that, would be, that would be pretty wild. I, I, uh, I haven't been ridiculously bullish. I've just been cautiously sort of like neutral. I, I kind of figured we would range between 52 and 42. And I feel, I feel like we kind of, that's sort of what we're doing. I know we broke 42, but for like a second. So I don't know, we could totally go right to Goblin Town really fast and, and have a, a nice quick liquidation event. But um, again, I'm not, I don't really trade anymore. I, I kind of just watch in, in delight or in agony um, for entertainment purposes. Like I'm watching like a sports game or something, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty, I must set it and forget it right now, which I'm, I'm lucky to say that, but yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the price affects me day to day too much outside of, you know, what we're going to talk about in the stream and what kind of like questions I'm going to get from family and friends. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I recently, oddly enough, I, I have two like funny Twitter stories. One would be an employer of mine for like three years, just like a, a fiat job that I actually quit to pursue Bitcoin, reached out to me from some like Anon Twitter account with like a, you know, like a frog as a profile pic, <laughs> just like <laughs> this well-respected boss that I only had like a handful of conversations with. Um, instead, they were on Team Bitcoin and they were so happy. I saw they've been in the space forever and they had just been like quietly accumulating Bitcoin all these years. I thought that was awesome. Um so there's more people interested, I think, than you think. And I think, uh, you know, some, some, some people and some nations are definitely just quietly accumulating behind the scenes. I mean, that, that, that's just an anecdote. But the game theory says that you ought not to actually spread adoption too quickly because you're forsaking Bitcoin at a lower price for yourself. If you tell the, you know, if you get Elon involved in Bitcoin, that's just one person but that's got, that moved the market, right? Sailor, all these corporations is what brought us from, you know, 17K to uh, where do we stand now? 40, 42K. So yeah, you- I, I think Paul Tudor Jones was on really early this morning and he was saying that these inflation trades are, uh, are going to get wrecked in the, in the short term and that inflation is, is not going to be as, as, uh, as affecting as, you know, maybe we thought. And then like two hours later, a statement comes out from the White House that's like, you know, uh, the inflation numbers are going to be really high, kind of like front running the CPI print. Um, Really interesting. You can kind of watch the chart reacting to this stuff live. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so much noise. It's really hard to tell what signal. I mean, Strike just announced 
that they're uh, live in Argentina today. Um, that's a huge deal. That's a huge country huge. Um, with a, with a really big use case um, for you know remittance and, and things like that. Um, did you just say Joe signed? Did Joe sign? Did he I mean, sign his I just, documents? I just got my cash app drop. I did not all mean right. to, to blow your roll. No, no. Hey, no, <laughs> all right, all right. Joe, Joe, Joe signed the documents. We're all the richer. Hooray. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mark. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Um, but that that's a really big deal. And the last time that happened, some really big stuff happened after that. Um, you know, and, and I, it, I think it's and super it, important. Yeah, no, but I mean, just, uh, you know, uh, El Salvador was a big deal when that happened. It was a humongous deal uh, legalizing, you know, Bitcoin basically or making making it legal tender. Um, and that was sort of, you know, the first domino to fall in the, on the risk board. But, um, you know, they're a dollarized country. Um, so, you know, now we're going to start to see some non-dollarized countries. I know we've talked about that on here before, but seeing some, you know, uh, countries with their own central banks uh, start making Bitcoin legal tender. They can start debasing their own fiat currency and uh, buying Bitcoin. Um, that will definitely be a, a nice race to the uh, to the bottom in fiat terms, but to the top in uh, you know available float. Again, it's you know ninety percent of the Bitcoins are out there. Um, you know we got. 10% left over the next 120 years. Um, there's not a lot of available supply theoretically. Um, so as long as, you know, we do the right thing and, you know, countries, you know, hold their own keys and people hold their own keys and we don't create or, or let, you know, these, these exchanges sort of become, you know, rehypothecaries, uh, you know, we're going to start seeing some supply shock eventually. Um, the only reason why I'm cautious is just because I think the global macro looks really terrible. Uh, I'm not really bullish on China or the EU uh, or really America. I'm, I'm sort of in the short term. Um, and obviously, you know, you just never know with this pandemic stuff. It's just it's a constant whiplash of it's better. It's worse. It's better. It's way worse. It's way better. Um, it's incredibly hard to tell what that means for the economy. Um, so. Yeah, I, I I think we're kind of a little bit in no man's land where we're ranging, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, much like Joe signing his papers, you know, I think we're a tweet away. <laughs> I think we're a tweet away from something pretty crazy happening in either direction, um, and that's why you know when the Bitcoin magazine channel got taken down, I was like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> you know, uh, what what law got passed? Is this illegal? Um, which of course, you know, again, I that would be such a black swan event and, 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 uh, you know, good luck. You'd basically have to shut down the internet and prohibit free speech, but you can do a lot of damage on, on the ins and outs, um, with, with yeah. poor regulation. So it's really, yeah, it's really the on-ramps and off-ramps that are going to be attacked and it's going to be for the wrong reasons, right? I mean, this is my prediction. Bitcoin is going to be attacked and there's going to be propaganda as there already is conflating it with unregulated securities um, crypto assets. And, um, you know, we're going to have to bear the consequences of slowed adoption because of these crypto scams. Um, I'm not calling all of them scams, but some scams surely are out there. Um, I'll point to one. There was one more short Twitter story I wanted to tell. There's a uh, micro strategy is um, 
currently has like probably three or four live fake accounts, as we've talked about on YouTube, bringing in thousands of views or bot views, which attract real, real people and urging them to hurry and send them their Bitcoin in return for double that amount of Bitcoin. And guys, never send anyone Bitcoin, you know, uh, that, that you don't know probably in real life or, or, or be very careful when you do, I guess. That's the joy of Bitcoin. You don't have to spend it a dime of it you don't have to you 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 choose when you want to spend it and you have to have it to spend it in the first place but uh anyway so i get hit with these uh scammers in the comments and in my dms day and night just just tons of them people sending me pictures of babies like help me sending me pictures of of you know people with like medical issues that are clearly i mean it's from fake accounts i hope that none of them are real you know what i mean but one guy had been like bugging me for months and months. Just help me, help me. And his like account handles literally just like help me 774. <laughs> and I said, okay, like, how do you want me to help you? And he's like, oh, send me one Bitcoin and I'll send you and I'll, you know, send me five. He was asking for five Bitcoin, send me five Bitcoin. And I was like, well, that's nobody needs five Bitcoin. That's, that's, that's too much help. <laughs> that's, I was like, uh, I can't send you five Bitcoin, but uh, maybe if you send me one Bitcoin, I can send you two Bitcoin. Just kind of playing his own game like against him just as a joke. So I was tired of this guy DMing me and uh, he's like, OK, put up an address. So I, I put up an address and he actually sent me Bitcoin. And so now, now I'm at a now I'm at a crossroads. It's like, oh, shit, was this guy be is this guy really need help? Like, what's going on? Do I actually owe him more? Big, do I owe him two Bitcoins now? Like, what do I, I do? Wow. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. that's next level <laughs> psychological scamming. It's like he gave you Bitcoin. I mean, that's 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 it's quite next the, level. That's quite the bold strategy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's commitment Dude. to the bit right there. Yeah, yeah. No, no. and it wasn't just a couple stats. I mean, he sent me like fifty dollars at the time, which I mean, four years from now, whoever it is is going to be kicking themselves, but. I don't know, man. There's uh, just they're out there, and just just let it be known that uh, there can be profits made from engaging with the scammers. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I'm a thousand percent certain this is a scammer. the The account is too preposterous to be a real person. So, just so you guys are aware, I'm not just stealing Bitcoin from plebs here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely a new one. I, I uh, yeah, I, I, I get when I when I um, you know, I haven't been doing it lately because I've been writing and working on this this. Like ten thousand word piece, but um, when I when I'm doing my like spaces, uh, you know, tours, um, I get a lot of stuff. You know, people, you know, asking, you know, what what do you think's gonna happen? You know, uh, how's the cryptocurrency market treating you? And then and then just a lot of like, send me send me Bitcoin, send me Bitcoin, send me Bitcoin, which um, I usually just ignore them, but um. That's a uh, that's interesting. Maybe I will, I'll start utilizing the uh, the McShane technique and uh, trying, to, uh, <laughs> trying to fish some uh, get the scammers at their own game. You know, I will I will? Yeah, say, yeah. I, I Go have ahead. tried the whole like, oh, if you send me one, I'll I'll send you back two. I'm like, well, interesting. If you send me half of one, I'll send you two. So why don't you start with me and then I'll go back to you? No one ever responds. No one ever responds. <laughs> Eastside Tony, if you're listening. You, I'll, I'll actually do that. You know, you give me a little, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a little. Well, I think, I think the, the larger point is that these, uh, these Twitter scammers that are always coming from unverified accounts, by the way, I really like, 
I mean, I haven't really thought it through, but I initially am inclined to say that I like Sailor's idea of putting up some Bitcoin to verify your identity, parts of your identity. I think your your virtual identity is pretty fragmented and scattered. Like you're a completely different person on Twitter than you are on Instagram. Isn't that fair to say? Um, but in any case, maybe your opinion should be held in higher regard if you're willing to back up the um, your identity with a little bit of Bitcoin, kind of like a... Uh, just like an insurance policy on the fact that like you are who you say you are just a little bit of a retainer. I don't I think know. Did you guys hear sailors yeah, talk about that? I, I did that. I thought that was a really interesting talk. I, I, I don't know if I can completely get down with that only because as I was sort of arguing with or talking about before about this idea of like really necessitating public forum and not sort of having like, like, cause that, that almost sort of brings up sort of like chain anchor issues or, or almost this, uh, yeah, just sort of like classism almost in, in public forums and discourse. I think that there was, I know Sphinx chat does a really cool system where you pet, you put up a stake to be able to join someone's tribe. And then if you are not a bot or a spammer and you are a good faith actor and you engage in the tribe, for a certain amount of time, you can set the length as the tribe owner, then they get that stake back. So I like, I like things like that, that sort of give the, the user control and give them the Satoshi's back and they put it up as sort of a collateral, a good faith collateral, rather than this idea of like, if you have one Bitcoin, you get an orange check mark and then you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be an awful lot. Um, well, yeah, of course, but I, yeah, but that, yeah. But it will eventually, you know, connecting identification and more metadata to the blockchain is not necessarily what we want. Using the way that Sphinx chat works, um, and this is, again, one of, one of the parts of my pieces is about lightning privacy. But um, I think it's a little bit, uh, makes a little bit more sense for you as a user interacting. Like if I want to post on Michael Saylor's page, rather than, uh, you know, me having to put up a, a thing to get a, to get an orange check, I, I can put up like a collateral to engage and then I get it back. Um, and, and without having to like actually give up the keys. Um, I think that, that those sort of methods work a little better. Um, I'm just a little worried about some of that. Uh, yeah, just ID being so connected. We already have so much KYC uh, it's just so ubiquitous in the space that yeah. if, if we're using it to like, if you want to engage on Twitter, which should be free in a public space to, to incorporate a financial mechanism to, uh, you know, being platformed, I'm, I'm just a little wary yeah. of, because again, as we were just deplatformed, what if the centralized platform just goes, nope, and then takes your bounty that you put down to get that orange right. check platform? Or what so, if they up it randomly? Right. I mean, I agree with you. It's something to be wary of, but it's also like we need a solution to because like the digital world is a mess right now. We need a solution to separate. I mean, Twitter just implemented uh, separating like good bots from bad bots. And, and it's kind of like, you know, I I they have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I hope you get uh, approved as a good bot, Mark. But yeah, thank you. It's just. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's a mess out there. So that we've got to have some kind of solutions. Obviously, I think decentralization um, of these social media platforms, in any case, would be a good thing. I'm really excited to see, you know, what Jack comes up with in the next year. He's the only one I know uh, addressing this outright. 
I guess besides from good people that are making small servers like Bitcoin TV and things like that. But I don't know. Are there any other projects that we should be considering when talking about decentralizing social media here that I might not be aware of? Yeah, you were saying the the Jack's Blue Sky. Uh, yeah, that's really promising. And then um, I I always forget his name's Daniel, I believe, but he's CSU Wildcat. He's he's working with Block on the digital identifiers. I've heard him talk a few times. Um, yeah. He, got some really cool ideas um rather than using this sort of like web 3.0 method where you like sign in with your <laughs> private keys which is the stupid no 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 the web heard. the web 3.0 method is you raise a bunch of money and then you have an ico and then you dump it on all your followers right and then you sign in with your private keys. Right. and then you and then you <laughs> sign in then you get a yeah you get a, a green check uh because you're yeah. rich fuck and then uh, yeah. yeah yeah no I, i'm not into that stuff but but there are some cool um things in this space um i know he's working on stuff and i'm sure jack is I, I i trust uncle jack at this point um a little bit so i i hope he i hope he continues to um to come through i think the cash app lightning yeah. and blue sky sounds really interesting q q what were you just you were posting that uh Somebody just got sued for securities fraud. Well, so I kind of wanted to, this just kind of like popped up on my feed, going back to talk about like these bots and scammers and whatnot. Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather have now been sued for apparently they're like, whatever cryptos they were launching, like Floyd shilling his whatever at the conference last year, they're getting sued for fraud. It, it was literally called like Super ETH or something, right? I mean, I know it's not that because I don't want to literally platform or more, but it was huh. something like that ridiculous where it was like hyper Ethereum, Ethereum like something like literally that stupid. Um, so they got sued. Okay, so today is a bit of a reckoning day. Uh, obviously, I think maybe we just got miss. Uh, we got some friendly fire, and that's why they 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 put us back on. But yeah, maybe it's today. I know. Um, Powell said earlier today that uh, stable coins will have a place beside, you know, you you know, on payment rails beside a digital, uh, a central bank digital currency, which I think is kind of a fascinating um, uh, update to that. It's not just going to be like one dollar coin and then they nuke every other one. Uh, he came out and was like, oh yeah, like you know, you know, U.S. dollar denominated purchasing power. Uh, and use in volume basically only helps the the central bank. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're using our specific rail or not. U.S. dollar purchasing power is U.S. dollar purchasing power. It still helps us. Um, it gives us a place to shovel inflationary effects. So um, that's really bullish. Uh, and we're going to see these FDIC insured banks, um, these incumbent legacy banks, come out with their own stable coins. Um, and they're going to when that happens, that we're, that's really when we're going to see the burr. Um, so that's, that's a really interesting development. There was an announcement last week. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys caught it as well, but PayPal announced that they're going to release their own yep. token tied to, like making it a stable coin. They did not officially say what it will be tied to. The assumption is it will be tied to whatever the dollar coin is. And as a result, like to your point, Mark, I do think that as more and more stable coins come up, and then get tied to the dollar, it validates the dollar's like long-term runway, if you will. Going back to our conversation last time, like, like the dollar's not going anywhere. Yeah. And as more stable coins that, like, regardless of stance, that are going to be centrally um, powered, 
they may be privately owned. It may literally only be employees of the company or, or people who transact strictly with PayPal are only able to access it. Um, but it will serve to validate the dollar. And Powell and the Fed are going to chase those long before they chase something like Bitcoin to, to validate it, because at least something like PayPal's token is going to validate the dollar. They validate the dollar. You validate the reason why you need the Fed. You validate the reason why you need the Fed. Powell keeps his job. It's a nice little chain that like, like a lot of analysis stops. Oh, PayPal has this coin. Oh, it's going to be tied to the US dollar. This is going to be really cool when it's like, no, it's not. You're literally feeding back into this system that we're trying to break out of and get out of. Yeah, it's, it's a false threat to the dollar system. Like stable coins have been billed as that for so long, uh, tether truthers and, and all that. And don't get me wrong, I think that there are some, you know, things to talk about there, but, but the idea that it's going to harm the dollar effects, I think in the long term, you know, Bitcoin being Bitcoin is going to dematerialize in the long, long term, um, the US dollar system. Um, but in the medium term, in the short term, I think it only helps that now there are more and more countries and more and more global citizens that have access to dollar denominated purchasing power, be it Tether, be it USDC. We're seeing, again, we talked about it last time, but 90, 95% of all cryptocurrency market transactions are with US dollar denominated pairs. I mean, that's huge. Um, people are exiting in and out, creating taxable events you know, for citizens, but, but also just literally the volume. Um, it, it, again, that's sort of what I wrote that my first piece for the magazine about, it, you know, that that monetary, uh, you know, sinkhole for where you can shovel a monetary expansion into. Um, the more users you have using it, the better it is for the dollar. And I think a lot of people uh, have this this idea that you know the dollar is over, it's bad, and it's just going to be completely destroyed by by Bitcoin uh, right away. There was a Gladstein piece about that, which which to me is just a little bit. It's just it's just naive in the short term, um, and the medium term, long term, sure. Yeah, um, I I think that all empires fall, um, and that will happen. Um, but yeah, for now, I think Powell and, and and Co are happy that they have they have more of a market share than they've ever had. Actually, probably of uh, in terms of um, you know of, of dollar denominated uh, investment, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. I want to throw a thought experiment out to the gang real quick. I'm stealing this from Eastside Tony in the chat. Yeah. Um, what do we think happens? Is this the one in 10? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 to 1? 10, one, one. One. 10 to 1? Did I fuck it up? Yeah, that's no, 10 no, to no, 1. No, no, no. You're good. It, it can go either one. Either way. Yeah, um, you can go either way. <laughs> definitely can. Cute. What, what yeah. happens if the US decides to take a, the extreme stance, which is they ban Bitcoin? I don't think they will, but like just thought experiment, tin, tin hats on. You mean on like, paper? If like they ban on, it on paper? Like what happens? To the, like hash rate? What happens? Price? What happens to? It goes down. It all goes down, and then it comes back stronger. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I think hash rate would. Well, it depends how they enforce it and, and what they say and what the. I mean, I don't think that they can ever ban transactions because those oh, that would be banning speech and it'd be really difficult to do but you could yeah. ban uh you could ban using you know state generated power to mine you could probably ban uh centralized exchanges um on ramps and off ramps would be yeah, shut off totally but i think i think in the long term 
in a way it would probably make it more attractive. Um, but in the short Look, term, yeah, I mean, it, it would implode. I mean, that, first off, they're not, think, they're not going to. I think they're it, not. Yeah, there's too many of their own have interest in it. Um, you know, they might manipulate it in other ways. There, there's a lot of people out there that think uh, Sailor is holding Bitcoin on behalf of like the CIA or something. There's a lot of interesting <laughs> theories about this. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I listen, it would be a bad move. Um, but definitely anyone with an ounce of like paper hands blood in them would would sell. Um, and, and the strong would remain and the network would decentralize. Thankfully, Bitcoin is big enough now, I believe, to survive um, that kind of attack. Um, and it would only increase the robustness. It would increase the, the decentralization and the open source software um, and the open source kind of uh, hardware that's that's supporting the, the ecosystem. So, yeah, I would be much more. I think that the attack vector is much more so the opposite, actually, where they the government does a 6102 scenario where they seize the gold and they go, hey, for the for interests of national security, we're going to take over this mining situation, this mining array, or we're going to seize the assets from this centralized exchange, give everybody, you know, 10 percent up you know, in US dollars, and we're going to take the Bitcoin. There's going to, I think that's much more likely that the US would do something like that than they would ban it outright um, in a way to hurt retail. As Alex said, there's there's just too much US dollar, you know, the, the purchasing economy of, of the US, which is the most important thing, much more so than the individual purchasing power of the dollar um, that's tied to Bitcoin. There's four times as much um, American investment in Bitcoin as there is, you know, in dollar denominated power. Um, then the next country, which is China, it's 4 billion to 1 billion last year. So I, I just don't see the government doing something like that. Um, it would be really detrimental to themselves, much more so that I think they would be incentivized to like seize, attempt to seize Bitcoin from centralized uh, uh, exchanges or, or literally take over um, big you know, industrial mining operations um, and take hash rate yeah. for, for the for the, the government. Yeah, for a nation. Yeah, we're likely to see a nation uh, state start defending and, and acquiring or confiscating um, hash power. You know, I, I think it's going to be a, a war between nations that's fought. Uh, this is actually part of I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this, um, Mark. Uh, Jason Lowry's thesis that that war will be largely moved to the digital realm. I don't agree with him that everyone can be incentivized to take up their violent measures and move them to like this happy digital place. But I think like a lot of nation states will do it just because they're compelled to just by the uh, like the game theory of Bitcoin. And uh, basically, they'll, they'll end up FOMOing in and playing along as well. Um, what, do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the incentives are the name of the game. And I think when you're talking about, and I say this with all due respect, I think when you're talking with someone who gets their paychecks from the Department of Defense, you know, he has some incentives for portraying a certain narrative with all due respect, which is, a, which is, uh, you know, palatable. Sure, sure. But um, I, I think it's a little bit naive to think that Bitcoin will completely dematerialize the incentives of war. I do think it will dematerialize like human cost of war. We were not going to see like Afghanistan or Vietnam situations because it will just be literally too costly as opposed to the, you know, when we had free money just billowing out of, of the Federal Reserve. Now we have a, a hard money that 
it actually each each time you spend Bitcoin, it becomes more and more costly to you. Um, whereas before, each time you spent a dollar, it became cheaper and cheaper. So that that sort of crux has flipped, which will make the human cost of war um, much less, uh, you know, economical. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just different attack vectors, right? I mean, you can you can go send a a drone in in the air to uh, go find where someone is sucking a lot of power uh, in, into a into a warehouse, um, and you can see where someone's mining, and you can blow it up. Um, you can do that really easily. I mean, you could probably find mining arrays just using like Google Earth pretty easily, um, and and pretty simple things. So. I think I think the idea that it's just like war is over is um, is is pretty naive. I think it's just going to be different. Um, it will be a lot more like tactical um, sort of. Uh, okay, here's your power generator. Boom. Here's here's this. And I think the other thing too that's really interesting that people don't really talk about um, is the U.S. and the U.N. are like the biggest uranium dealers uh, in the entire world. Um, they this is this is what we were talking about. The, the, the country that got us terminated on YouTube, we we're talking about this exactly, has like 80% of the world's uranium or something like that. Yeah. Also, our, our, this, this very video just got demonetized by YouTube, by the way. So they will not stop fucking with us today. Really? Just <laughs> yeah. now? When yeah, I said that? Got, uh, in the last like two minutes, yeah. Wow, Okay. Well, interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that, yeah, well, now we know. <laughs> um, I think we couldn't talk about that that green. I don't know. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but I think that the, the people that control those those markets, Bitcoin is an energy remittance protocol um, as much as it is anything. Um, and it is incentivizing high capacity energy sources, which won't be named. Um, you can read my second piece for Bitcoin magazine that talks about that. Um, I think that that as a world global market is going to be really interesting. Um, and there will be potentials for uh, tariffs and acts of trade war um, with that green glowy substance um, that will have effects on power generation um, across the globe. So um, I think it's just different war incentives. Um, but yeah, I really do. I, I agree that I don't think we'll really see land wars or, or civilian uh, war uh for, for many reasons technologically but but definitely because just literally the cost yeah i love it i uh i want to check in with our with our plebs real quick see what you guys are up to i don't know let me know if we have any uh interesting comments on twitch chris on the youtube side of things i didn't know this Eastside tony says that tim pool got swatted live on air um don't do and that then, to people and then the next this day is one he, of the problems yeah this, server, this is one of the got botnetted the next day. Oh, you got D DOS, DDoS yeah. attacked. Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is one of the problems. It's very inexpensive to carry out attacks on individuals in cyberspace and even in real life. And the consequences are like none because you can be anonymous so easily and move throughout these platforms without. So at the same time, you know, I'm, I think you have a right to privacy, but, uh, there's just got to be another way to police these systems. I mean, I don't know, guys. I don't. I would be pretty unhappy if we if we got swatted. <laughs> I can't imagine how Tim Tim Pool feels about that. Go check out Jameson Lop's piece on that. It, it's uh, disturbing stuff. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, please don't do that. Be even if you disagree with someone, as we were talking about before, with these like breakdowns of uh, <laughs> of uh, social discourse via deplatforming. Don't 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 choose violence, and and certainly don't call uh, on the people that are uh, the the monopolizers of violence to uh, enact grudges on each other. Um, try to engage with logic, please. Yeah, man, we're 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 crazy anarcho-capitalist libertarians. If we get swatted, somebody's going to heaven. Don't uh, don't don't, don't swat us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I got my uh, print. Well, I probably can't say that on. What do you got? What's on your hat? It's uh probably shouldn't say it, but um. What does it say? Print. That's hilarious. Print something, not money. I haven't gotten into that 2DA. Is that what you guys call it? That's the community 2DA. Uh, there's a lot of different ones. I I am super new to it. Um, one of the one of our Bitcoin magazine contributors sort of got me onto it. Um, I haven't actually done it yet myself, but I'm getting excited to do it very soon. Okay. Well, Mark Goodwin, uh, nice having you with us here today. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just send him off the channel. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. The, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Like a lot of these, there's, there's, there's gotta be more platforms where like, was it always this way? Was there a time when we could speak our minds freely or was I just too young to have anything interesting to say that might get me deplatformed? You know what I'm saying? Was there ever a time where on you, I remember in the early days you could post whatever the fuck you wanted on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it was like pretty much everything except for porn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could okay. just post like TV shows and movies, and, you know, they, they only really started so, going after copyright stuff like well, well, well into its prime. They even, so I, I remember. Go ahead. So, sorry. I just remember this from an old Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen movie, Funny People, where like in the trailer, Jonah Hill has that joke where like, he has this video of just cats play, like playing with his cat. But I think the title is literally something about like the hot celebrity at the time naked. Like that was what was posted on YouTube. And that was like a, a legit thing people were doing on YouTube when it first started. It was like, oh, Megan Fox naked or oh, Kate Upton naked. And you'd get all these hits in YouTube to drive your views up. But YouTube didn't do anything about it. You're using the name of, of a celebrity. You're like frankly tarnishing it by saying like oh here's a naked picture of them yeah and then and then getting back to the algorithmic stuff you know people would break all that the uh like the copyright um infringement algorithms by just like reversing like a seinfeld episode or something they would just like mirror it mm -hmm. um and that would that would work um now they're a little better at, at those things but i mean it's always i mean cryptography is uh, again, this isn't cryptography, but you know, there's something. There's, there's a bit of a parallel there where cryptography moves sort of exponentially, um, and brute force moves linearly. So when you when you break a brute force uh, cryptographically, you can just increase the you know the the amount of bits, and then you're exponentially past. And 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 any of that uh, sort of um, catching up from a brute force standpoint is you're back to square one again. Um, so it's always a constant social political battle of, uh, the, uh, piraters and, and the encryptors and then the, uh, the law enforcement. So not, not, not nothing different that will, that will always be the case. So, um, but I'm bullish on, uh, the cyberpunks personally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
It's always the game of cat and mouse. Um, we're just trying to be as uh, you know spread out and well resourced as possible to uh, to keep. It's not just about like having a big centralized Twitter account, a big centralized YouTube account. It's just about having a place where we can reliably disseminate information. Um, it's about running a node and being able to reliably broadcast your transactions and being able to freely receive a copy of the blockchain and you know use money that's immune to governance and have speech that's in some ways immune to governance that one that one can get a bit trickier because you have to qualify speech but um you know it's important to find alternatives to even signal uh even um i don't know what are some other censorship resistant platforms you guys have been on lately I mean, people say Telegram is, but I think most people use Telegram on un privately, and they like link their phone numbers and stuff. So, um, honestly, yeah, I, there's I, a I new Discord. I think I don't I don't know how private Discord is, but um, definitely has some weird yeah. communities. That's for sure. <laughs> I like Discord. There's a there's a new. Let me see if I can find the link for it. I don't I don't know how new it is actually, but new to me. Um, let's see. It's called silent.link. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay. So if you go to silent.link, you will find basically virtual, uh, phone services. I can't remember what they're called exactly, but it's like a virtual plan for your phone. So you can have like an anonymous phone number that you paid for in Bitcoin that runs on your Apple iPhone. Um, in case you need a burner phone, for example, to attend the Bitcoin 2022 conference, because you'll, you you'll, you know, you're a big whale at the conference, you need more privacy. So you buy, you know, an iPhone, and then you go to silent.link. And you, you put up some Bitcoin, depending on what plan you want. If you want a foreign phone number, I think it's like, I don't know, like $10 for X amount of data or X amount of time. And then if you put up, say, 40 $50, you can actually get a US phone number um up and running on your phone and that phone can have no other information about you if you if you don't want it to so that, that's a really secure means if you're a you know if you're looking to do some um i don't know secret stuff if you're uh, not encouraging anyone by any means to like break the law but you have a right to an anonymity and, and and privacy and if you want to use them and still be kind of in the know and and, and on networks uh I think silent.link is a, is a pretty good option that I've, I've seen people use. Um, I've watched someone use it personally, so I know that it's, it's not a scam. It, it works. Yeah. Some Bitcoin ATMs require uh, uh, SMS um, confirmation, so it could be good for that as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I'm just checking here. Yeah, we're still... Uh, we're, we, this stream, this specific stream has been deemed not suitable for advertisers um interesting very interesting <laughs> sorry about that but <laughs> no no that's all right we don't we don't need our advertisers we're just here to spread the good word about bitcoin uh <laughs> so yeah what else what else is happening I'm trying to remember what our plan for the day was besides this i wanted to talk about dorsey um about Cash App integrating Lightning. Do you have any hope or any uh, thoughts about that, Mark, today? 
Uh, yeah, I, 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 I love lightning network. I've been reading mastering lightning. I'm, I'm a little over halfway through it. Um, I got a piece coming out about some of the, uh, uh, potential, uh, failures of, of, uh, default lightning privacy. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really, I'm really bullish on, on lightning, but I'm, I'm excited to, to see it continue to build because it is still super new, um, even though it's, you know, definitely getting its legs out from underneath us. Um, I am pretty sure though, that, uh, Chris is giving us the word that, um, we got to, uh, sort of wrap things up here. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks so much for, uh, having me on. It was an honor to, uh, fight back and, uh, and, and jump on the, uh, the wartime, uh, boat with you guys. Um, thanks so much for having me as always. Um, and I'll be here whenever. Yeah. Awesome. Great to have you, Mark. Thanks for jumping on our emergency broadcast guys. Don't forget to like, and subscribe. Um, let's grow our channel before it gets, uh, terminated again. Let's see how big we can get this thing. Um, that's just all the more people that are going to hear pure signal, basically Bitcoin only, um, conversation here every day. We're going to be live tomorrow too, barring all bands and, uh, make sure you go get your tickets to Bitcoin 2022, get 21% off with promo code Y T M A G. That's a huge discount. That discount is not forever. So go get your tickets now before the prices go up and you lose that discount. Um, you can find a link in the description of where to go buy your tickets. But so get your tickets, like and subscribe. And uh, yeah, now we'll have a look at what those conference experiences might look like this year. Yep. 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 Yep.